So this evening I'm talking about how to pray for others. So one of the things I've done is that I've been able to take different kind of prayer. I've talked about the basic prayer of faith. And I've talked about different lines of prayer. So we're just how to pray for others. So why is it different on how to pray for others? Let's consider first of all one of the very powerful things about prayer. Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. I want to show you something quickly here. Daniel chapter 9 in verse 2. Hallelujah. Why is it important for us to pray for others? Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. One of the things that prayer does is this. Prayer brings to pass the fulfillment of prophecy. Prayer brings to pass what? The fulfillment of prophecy. So look at Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. This is very important. The Bible says in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the numbers of years wherefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that it would accomplish it will accomplish seven years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So what was he saying? What Daniel was saying was this. He said, they were, in, they were held in captivity in Babylon. He said, but God told them that they were going to spend 70 years in captivity. By this time this writing was done, they had spent over 70 years in captivity. So Daniel was saying there's something wrong. Because he says, we should have been free by now. How come we're still in captivity? So, what did Daniel do? Look at, the next, look at the next verse. The Bible says, And I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord, verse 4, and made my confession, saying, O Lord, the great and the dreadful God, keeping commandment and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment. Long and short of it, although Israel was meant to spend 70 years, because there was nobody to pray into physical manifestation, that prophecy, that prophecy was hanging. And I'm saying this to you because sometimes, sometimes you will see people, you will see people that will say, um, this was all God said to me about 2021. And you need to know that although God said that to you about 2021, you need to pray into existence what God said to you. You need to pray into existence what God said to you. So someone said, God said this about 2021. So the fact that God said it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Because God, so, and that's why God says this in the book of Isaiah. He says, I'm looking for a man that would stand in the gap. So we need to literally pray it into existence. All right. So let's, let's jump quickly to the book of Acts. So I just want to show you that. So one of the things prayer does is that prayer brings to pass. Prayer facilitates the fulfillment of prophecy. Because some people are always asking, but God said this about my business. God said I will marry. God said 2021 will be this year for me. God said it will be that year for me. But the question is this. Have you stayed in the place of prayer to birth into the physical what God said to you in the spiritual? So it's not enough for God to say something. It's not enough for God to say your children will be great. It's not enough for God to say your children will be, you know, will be wonderful. You have to birth those things into reality. It's not enough for God to say to you that you're going to get married. You have to birth those into reality. It's not enough for God to say to you you're going to be healed. You have to birth those things to reality. All right. Let's turn the book of Acts. So we're talking about how to pray for others. We're just kind of laying some foundation there. We're just trying to lay some foundation there. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Technology behave. 
Yeah. So, Acts chapter chapter 12. Verse 1. Why? So, I want to start the why. why so, we're talking about how to pray for all the people. And so, I want to start for why exactly do you have to pray for all the people. So, Acts chapter 12 verse 1. The Bible says, and about this time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. So, why was Herod wanting to arrest the church? You must understand something. Let, let me explain something about demonic spirit. Because a lot of people talk about demons in this country in Africa, but have no clue of what they are. They don't have a clue of what they operate. They get the notions from television. They get the notion from the fact that their father was a witch doctor. And now they are born again and they... Did you ever read books like It Came to Set the Captives Free? Did you read that kind of book? Delivered from the um, vessel unto honor? Um, there's one. There's a very old one. I'm, tr- I'm not sure I can find it again. It's called Emmanuel Eni. That's the writer. What? It's a tiny book. Um, it, was one that taught, it was one that brought the first concept of the Queen of the Coast. That was the first that... Is it from the, that's different power cut? Then what about Rebecca Brown? What's the book? Yes, no, no, so, so, they, okay, there's Deliver from the Power of Darkness. Then it came to set the captives free. Then there's another one called Sister Grace Testimony. Do you see Sister Grace? Well, that was audio. And all of these people, then there was Orca Grandmaster come to Christ. Did you see that one also? These were demonic books that were circulating in the church. Some of the demonic books. This is the reason why. These people got born again. And began to document that demonic experience as a guide for us to deal with demons. Listen to me. The Bible says the devil is a master of liar. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says there is no truth in him. That means if he wants to tell you the truth, he will lie. So, one of them said that the highest rank in the spirit realm. Because all I noticed was that all of them that wrote those kind of books. They were all the next in command to Satan. Yes or no? You will now wonder where are other nationalities? Why are they all Nigerians? But one of them now said that the highest rank in the spirit world is 666. Then Saul now came and said, No, 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 no. That the level he do, he was not senior. So the highest in his realm was 66. That there was a higher rank, say 999. But the reason I said so is that. You cannot understand demons by looking at demons. Because they will not let you understand them. So, let's go. Let, 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 I was trying to explain something about, about demons to you. So, the Bible says, when the Bible says, Herod vexed the church. Why was Herod angry with the church? Pay attention to how Jesus describes Satan. The Bible says, the devil is like a serpent. What's a serpent? The nature of evil spirit is this. Serpent. They walk, you can't see them, but they are there. Until they strike, you can't tell they're there. That's how demons are. The real demon possession, you will never find it like that. You will just see the walk of the demon. And that's why you will notice. I don't know if you notice this. Do you know throughout the Old Testament, the word demon or devil was hardly used. I never, never, never used. Because people could not tell that what this person was doing was demonic. It was only when Jesus Christ came to the earth that you began to hear things like the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of this, 
the spirit of that because jesus could see behind the person and could see what was responsible in the old testament they could not even tell that what made them do that was the spirit that's why in the old testament some things that they would record that god did it was actually a demon spirit but because they couldn't recognize a demon spirit glory to god so when people say there's a um, there's a queen of the coast those are not biblical demons those are human made demons in the bible we know how demons are called names and i've taught you before in the bible spirits are named after their function in the bible spirits are named after what their function so the spirit that kills is called what the angel of what death the spirit that brings infirmity is called what the spirit of what infirmity the spirit that makes prophet lie is called what lying spirits The spirit of that makes people deaf and dumb is called what? The spirit of what? Deafness and dumbness. So in the Bible, demons are the spirit that makes people see. They, they will they will tell you things to happen. They will tell you that, like the ones that the fat priests have. What's it called? The spirit of divination. The Bible says that Paul said there was a lady that had what? A spirit of what? Divination. So spirits are named after their functions. Spirits are named after their functions. So when you hear people say, there's Iroko spirit, there's nothing like that. That's not the way the Bible names the spirit. He said there's a queen of the coast. Spirits are not named after the, lo- see, spirits spirit are not really named after the location except their principalities. So you will hear about the prince of Patia. It's not just a spirit that has a function, it has a domain. So the Bible calls it the spirit and um, the prince of Persia. Because, you know, when I was younger, every yellow girl was out of Banjo spirit. <laughs> Why am I saying this to you? So the Bible says that the, sev- the devil come like a serpent. You know, <laughs> the reason why is this. The nature of Satan, he wants to attack and not let you know he's the one that's there. You know why? Once you know he's the one, you will fight him. And that's what snakes are. Snakes will just hide under, it will just hide under grass. And it will be there for so long, you will not know a snake is there. But when you're spiritual and you listen to the conversation, you can tell that this person has been totally influenced by the devil. How would a king just be angry with the church? He did not realize that that influence was of the devil. And people can come on the influence of the devil either, even if they are born again, you can come on, under the influence as long as you yield yourself to Satan. How do I know? Jesus said to Peter, he said, get thee behind me. Satan brought his mouth to talk. Who brought your mouth to talk today? Hallelujah. When that person said I was going to revenge, I said, if I were you, I would slap my own back. Your mouth was borrowed. Glory to God. All right, let's go. So let's go back to the book of Acts. I just wanted to explain that by the side. So the Bible says this about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to harass. The word vex is to harass certain of the church. And it was very smart because Galatians tells us that there were three pillars of the church. Who were they? They were Peter, 
James and who? John. So he took John. It was James, Peter, James, John. He took John, the brother of John, and what? The brother of John, and he killed him with a sword. I, I couldn't believe. See, this is what I was, what amazed me. He took John and he killed him. Jesus was in heaven. Jesus not sent an angel. The apostles were there. Nobody said anything. He just killed John and killed John. Then the second thing, this is very amazing. This is really good. <laughs> then, <laughs> then when it saw it pleased the Jews, what did he do? He proceeded for that to take who? If Satan takes something from you and you accommodate him, he will come back for more. That's what I'm going to. <laughs> Here, he said, no, it's, it's just this place that is paralyzed. It's just what just one. No, he will not stop there. He will come for the next business because he has learned that you don't resist. Have you noticed those that have serious sicknesses? It always starts from small things. Yeah. But they act, see, so they told you when you were young, you have hormonal imbalance. They say she means my period. It comes on, it doesn't come up. It comes on. You left it. As you grew older, they say it's not fibroid. They say you can't have a child. They say the follow plan to be small. How did he get there? You were tolerating him ever since. Ever since you were tolerating him. First quarter went, no sales. You said, Don't worry, second quarter will go. Ah. <laughs> the person that did not make sales coming first quarter is waiting for second quarter. The Bible says, he went and he took James. Bam! When he took James, no resistance. He said, this is good. Because the nature of Satan, he always comes back to where he operates. When I tell you things like this, you have to read the Bible. The reason why is that, God, because God asked Satan in John, Job chapter 1. He said, where are you coming from? He said, from throw and from the earth. It doesn't sit down somewhere. Then, Jesus said, when an evil spirit is cast off from a man, he will come back. So where he was removed, he always comes back to see what more can I do. So he took one leg of a business. You say she missed one leg. Uh, I still have three more legs. He's coming for the remaining three. But when you put up a fight, and oh my God, when you put up a fight in the spirits, he knows this is not an easy call. We're going to have to fight for this. Have you known this family? Once the father died one year, six months after the mother will follow. He easily took the father, the mother was follow. It was one leg that was paralyzed. The other leg has joined. Are you here? When you read the scripture, you can see the pattern of satanic work. The husband is not happy. The wife is not happy. It doesn't stop there. It gets worse. It keeps getting worse. The ministry is not growing. You don't want to attack it. It keeps getting worse. The Sunday light is dropping out. It used to be just one Sunday. It keeps getting worse. So let's see what the Bible says. <laughs> and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And as long as he sought the Jews, he proceeded to take Peter also. These were the days of the unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four contrarians of soldiers to keep him, intending that after Easter to bring him forth to the people. And now the difference, look at the verse four, verse five rather. And Peter therefore was kept in prison. But this was what they didn't do the first time. The first time they arrested James, church folded their hands. They said, if Jesus wants him out, he will come out. If he wants him to be married, he'll be married. He said, but now, he said, but, but the church all of a sudden arose. 
But what? The Bible says, glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. I said, glory to God. He said, Peter was kept in prison, but prayers. He said, but prayers. He said, but prayers. He said, but prayers was made without ceasing of the church. What, what happened to the keyboard? You took out the sound? He said, but prayers. This was the difference. He said, but prayers. When James lost it, you belong to a cell. In the cell. Someone lost the job. He said, okay. You'll get on that one. The next person lost the job. Ah, what is happening? Ladies and gentlemen, you fold up your sleep. There are some prayers you pray, you remove high heels. Some prayers are not three inches. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's <laughs> some prayers is not this kind of prayer. <laughs> this kind of prayer, there's no need for makeup <laughs> because once you have this kind of prayer, you use makeup, you will see the makeup pulling up because tears and sweat are coming down. And the reason why is that there are some things you want to deal with in the spirit. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The place of prayer is the place of vulnerability. The place of prayer is the place of openness. It's not the place where we come to form. It's not the place where we have high words. It's a place of intensity. Burn out of the human spirit. The Bible says this. I love the way Peter said it. I love the way um, Luke said it in the book of Acts. He said, but prayers was made, not just prayers, was made without season. The church said, until Peter comes out, we will not stop praying. That's another kind of prayer. You say, until, ah, this is in the coma. Until he comes out of coma, we will not stop praying. We will take several turns until he comes out. He said, prayers was made without season. Unto God for him. Question. Did he come out or not? What was the difference? When James was arrested, nobody prayed for James. James died. When Peter was arrested, the church prayed for Peter. Peter was rescued. Should I give another example of someone that this happened to? When Peter sinned, Jesus Christ said, I prayed for you. When you are strengthened, convert your brethren. When Judas Iscariot sinned, there was nobody to pray for him. He hung himself. Who have because Judas denied Jesus Christ once, hung himself. I'm sure as soon as Peter denied Jesus, the thought was dead, go and hang yourself. Uh-uh. But Jesus had prayed. The prayer will redirect his mind, the prayer will bring about an insight. But for Judas, there was nobody to pray for Judas. Don't be that person that there's nobody praying for you. Many of you, the reason why you have gone far is not because of you. Your mother is a prayerful person. You know, you know. Now you are growing up. Who is going to pray for your own child? Who is going to pray for your own mother? Who is going to pray for your own child? That's right. I know a man told me, the man, is, the man now is in his 50s. He said, all my, he said, all my prayers started, all my problems started when my mother died. He said, when my mother gave back to me, she was speaking in tongues. He said, I never knew what gift I had. He said, the moment my mother died, within one year, all the achievements I had in my job, I lost it. 
the reason why is that prayer creates spiritual circumference. I'm telling you, there's, there's a radius, like it's a, it's a radius release in the spirit. It's a radius release in the spirit. He just become, it just becomes a no-go area for Satan. And it's good to challenge the women to pray, but the priestly role of prayer in every family rests upon the man. Don't be a man that just brings in cash. Don't be a man that just brings in, you know, all this good business training. Be a man that brings in the spiritual. You bring in the spiritual. It's a man of prayer. It's a man of prayer. Because as a priest, you can bring sacrifice to God for your family. Have you noticed something? Let me shock you. When a man begins to pray, God will talk more to his family about him than his wife. Something, huh? Check the Bible. Every time before God spoke to Joseph and Joseph agreed to be the foster father for Jesus Christ. Every time God wanted to talk, he spoke to Mary. The moment Joseph agreed to be the foster father, all the communication became, came to what? Joseph. God stopped talking to Mary because God respects hierarchy. Oh, yeah. Think about it. All the time, the angel was going to Mary. The angel was going to Mary. But as soon as Joseph had responsibility, the angel began to talk to Joseph. When it was time to Egypt, he got to spoke to Joseph. To leave Egypt, spoke to Joseph. They came back to Jerusalem, spoke to Joseph. To not to go back, spoke to Joseph. Remember, Joseph was not Joseph's father. But because he had taken authority, angel respected it. And let me tell you something. All of you that function in the local church and don't know about authority, you will not be as blessed as those that understand authority. Glory to God. You stay in that department. That HOD has authority over you. And it's something that it's for your blessing. A a lot of women also, that's why they don't go far sometimes. Not women in marriage now. Not to all men, to their husband. Someone says, Bible says, women should be submitted to men. That's not true. It says wives submitted to their husband. The only person that God respects the wife to submit to is to the husband. And if you cannot submit to a man, then you should not think of marriage. Glory to God. Someone says, what about if you don't trust him? How do you marry someone that cannot trust to lead you? The wisdom you should pray for is to marry someone that you can trust to lead you. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So, why was it important for the church to pray for Peter? That's what I'm going to. There's a reason why. Let, let's, let's keep reading that verse. Verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth that same night, that was the night they were going to kill him, that Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers between the two doors. The Bible says the angel of God came upon him and the light shined in praising. Listen, Peter, from what this seems like, he already felt discouraged, very depressed, just overwhelmed by the situation. And I'm saying so because that's where a lot of people are. This is why you pray for somebody else. Not because you don't have faith. Sometimes it's very difficult to believe when you have challenges. You will see a strong man of faith on the hospital bed. All of a sudden, the faith he really had He's not what he used to be. You will see someone that is a strong man of faith in finance when he has business crisis. The faith he really has, 
He's not what he used to be. But what God uses now is to use your support and prayer to help that person. Look at Peter. Peter, the big man of faith, just sat down there. He was just expecting. Just let me go and die. I've done enough. James, I've gone. It's now my turn. I'm going to see Jesus. But the church was praying. But the church was praying. That's why we pray for other people. Why do we pray for other people? Number one, they might not be in the high state of faith to pray for themselves. Number two, they might not be able to pray for themselves. Number three, they may be depressed and overcome to pray for themselves. I mean, you, you, you see this lovely, lovely lady going to a marital crisis. And the reason why I'm saying so, most times when people are in pain, they find it difficult to pray for themselves. I'm telling you. And most times when they pray for themselves, they are not even praying out of faith. They are praying out of pain. This is a reason why we must find it very easy and we must learn to pray for other people. So you see the lady going through a divorce. Say, pray for your marriage. Say, oh, Father, Father. You can see because of the pain, she can't pray out of love. But at that moment, she can lean on the brother. She can lean on a sister. She can lean on someone to support them in prayer. Why is it good to pray for people, number one? Because people might not be in the state to pray. Sometimes, sometimes those people that need to pray are too young to pray. It's like kids. They're too young to pray. They don't even want to say what it is. So how do you pray for others? How do you pray for others? So someone says, okay, why is praying for others different than praying for any other thing? The reason why is this. Mark chapter 11. Let me show you something. Why is praying for others different than praying for other things. Mark chapter 11. Why is praying for others different than praying for other things? Mark chapter 11. Uh-huh. Verse 24. I want to understand. I want to read it together. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Let's read this quickly. Ready? Question is that why is praying for people different than praying for a job, than praying for a car, all those other things. Look at this. One to go. Want to go. Therefore, therefore I say unto you, what? Slow down. What, what? Things. 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 Human beings are not things. He said, this law of prayer pertains to things. Read again. Therefore I say unto you, what things, what? When you pray, what? And you shall what? If you are praying for human beings in this scripture, fa 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 foul. Why? The scripture says, What things? What things? She's not a thing. He's not a thing. So, when you see, so when you want to pray for your boss that is harassing your life, and you say, I, I, I design the name of you, will promote me. My father, Mr. John, promote me. You can't pray that way because it's nothing. And, and this is a reason, this, this is a problem. You just say, you know, I've seen people that tell someone to pray, they will marry me. He says, someone say, Father, whatsoever thing I desire, I should probably believe it. I'm believing you for Appan. I receive him in Jesus' name. Oh, oh, Natasha, Shinene, I receive her in Jesus' name. See, you can't receive Shinene that way. You know that, right? 
Because Shinena is not a thing. I call it, I claim her in Jesus' name. You can't claim her. I claim Victor in Jesus' name. You can't claim him. Because this scripture says, whatsoever thing. And the word prayer is, there are different principles that apply to prayer. Why? What makes a difference between praying for things and people? Just one concept. Things have no will. Human beings have will. And what makes us human is that God has given us will. Let me show you some scriptures. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 20. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. So Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. This is the mistake most people make in prayer when praying for other people. They pray for other people as though they are praying for things. And because human beings have will, the way you're going to have to pray for them or pray about them is going to be very different about the way you pray for things. And the reason why is that, can I get those tires again? Can I get those tires? The reason why is that there is a will. There is what? There is a will. There is a will in this thing. There is a will in this thing. Second Peter 3 verse 9. See what the Bible says. He says, The Lord is not slack or slow concerning his promises, as some men cast slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that what any should perish. God says that God is not slow. God is just kind of waiting on them. So, why is God waiting on them? Because of the place of the human will. God is not slow. God is just kind of waiting on them because of the place of the human will. So the Bible says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is just waiting on them because of human will. Let's look at that scripture, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. The concept of the human will. The Bible says this, it says, Behold, I stand on the door and knock, and if any man will hear my voice, and what? Did God say I will break the door open? No. He says, he says, I will be at the door for as long as, as you keep me out of it. That's so powerful. God says, I will be at the door for as long as you keep me out of it. You know the thing about this door? Some of us are very selective. You've allowed God into your marriage, but you've allowed God into your finance. You've allowed God into your finance, not allowed into your body. And God says, I'll keep knocking. God is how I'll break down the door. It says, if any man hears and he opens, I will come in. If any man hears, I will op- it will open, I will come in. God knows I will open for him. He says, he will open and I will come in. The concept of the human will. So, now let's begin to get into the study and close the service. So, how do I pray for people? How do I pray for other people? Let's learn from the Bible. In the Bible, how did people pray for others? Matthew chapter 15 verse 22. Let's hurry now so that we can go through it. I just want to tell you these things, you know, Matthew chapter 15 verse 22. Yeah. The Bible says, And behold, a woman of Cana came to the same cause and cried unto him. What did they say? Have mercy upon me, O son of David. My daughter is given to the devil. In this case, 
how did the woman how did the woman pray for the daughter she began to ask for mercy what is mercy i don't know what is going on in that relationship i don't know what's going on so this is mercy you are praying this is how the woman prayed you are praying for your brother that is not married does not have a job or he doesn't have a child and you're saying father have mercy what is mercy lord mercy is that we are not standing on anything we are just saying that because of your goodness show your goodness to us that's what it is that's what it we're just asking for pure mercy the reason why is that you know why they ask for mercy because sometimes where people are is a direct function of their what actions and imputes and you don't know what they've done or what they've not done before you begin to command where you should not be commanding i'm telling you someone mortgages future to have money and the person is sick because he broke the obligations and you now began to say whatever it is i command ah, the demon will say i have a right in this place oh this person is a lawful captive and this person so you know and the person is even born again to let us see that he has renounced christ what will now begin to say is father we don't know what he has done based on your mercy you are saying father my sister is not is not pregnant my sister is not pregnant ah i command when your sister did three abortions were you there and they destroyed the land in the womb were you there you were not there he would just be commanding something your sister herself is not commanding because she knows you are the one that feels as if ah as a child of god that's commanded see you know you will not come and say father base on your mercy i don't know what is going on based on your mercy your brother went for the interview for the bead proposal he messed up everything he was blowing grammar should not blow he now came and said ah they said they'll remove me he said no they can't remove you ah how can they remove you ah we we nlp i ah, don't you know ah, why you have reclass must stop how can they remove you i'm going for physical center on your behalf i'm on your behalf physical center i'm going there ah this is nlp matter even me when i'm praying for you i say firstly father before we bind and lose, I receive messages. <laughs> I said, I said, if you're among the team of people that pray for the healing service, one of the things we pray for consistently is the mercy of God who prevail. Because where they are, what they've done, you don't have a clue. The Bible says that for God is good and his mercies endure forever. The goodness of God is a function of his mercy. Glory to God. You have, you have overstayed your visa abroad. You now begin to say, all attack from home. Was the attack that made you overstay your visa? You went on visiting visa. You now say it's a demonic case. Hey, my brother, you have to be careful what you call demon. When you get to heaven, you'll be surprised how Satan will say, Sir, all these people that are blaming me, I know nothing about it. This one I did, this one I know nothing about it. You can't manage a good man the way you talk. The way you talk, your mouth is like razor. <laughs> when they date you, is a severe. When they date you, is a severe. The man becomes an ATM. <laughs> Every time you're like, <laughs> once you start behaving like that, we know the Pythonic thing is coming out. The man now sees that the way this lady is doing, I will be poorer in this relationship. 
moves away, you now say, every spirit of delay, delay care. Some people, where they are, is not the devil, it's mismanagement. Praise the Lord. Some men should be married here. They are 40. Would that should have been a wife, mother to their children. Now they've used him to girlfriend, to income style. Throw, throw, throw it away. Then I say, they are falling from the village. They are not following you. You are just a professional player boy. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So let's see how people pray in the Bible. Mark chapter 9 verse 22. Mark chapter 9, verse how people prayed for all the people in the Bible. Verse 22. The Bible says, Bless you from verse 21. And Jesus asked his father, How long is it that this sickness has come upon him? Instead of a child, and oftentimes it will cast him to the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, do what? Have compassion on us. The same thing. Compassion and mercy are similar. It says, have compassion on us. The man said and said, hey Lord, it's my son. Just have compassion. Glory to God. Luke chapter 7 verse 13. I I want to establish you in this principle. Luke chapter 7 verse 13. The Bible says this is the case where the mother where a mother lost the child and when the Lord Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, weep not and he touched the beer that's the casket and they that beer stood still and he said young man, I say unto you arise how did the young man arise? the mercy yes, yes. what is the concept of mercy? that which I should get as a direct response of my wrong Mercy stands in the way and says no. And mercy is a concept that every Christian must understand. People, let me tell you, people that do well in business, they understand the concept of mercy. They'll say, Lord, I know I'm not perfect, but mercy. So when you pray for other people, one of the things you want to do because you don't know where they've been to, what they are doing, pray for mercy. The second way you want to pray for people is this. So the first thing is this. You ask God. So how do you ask God for mercy? So you are praying for your brother. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, my brother has been trying to get this approvals. I don't know the intricacies of what is going on there. But I'm asking that your mercy will intervene. That because of your mercy, there will be breakthrough. I'm asking that you have compassion out of Zion. That based on the finished work of Calvary, let the mercy of God avail on their behalf. Because of the blood of Jesus, let the mercy of God avail on their behalf. I'm asking for the mercy of God to uphold him. I'm asking for the abundant deposit of mercy situation. I'm asking that through your mercy you'll send help out of Zion. You are focusing and zeroing it. It's an intercession that is bringing to forefront the mercy of God, the compassion of God. You say, Father, I'm asking that you show me your goodness because your goodness is based on your mercy. You are saying that. So, that my sister is trying to get pregnant for 10 years. I'm asking to show him your goodness. Praise the Lord. The second way people pray for people is this. I mean, if you look to the Bible, you'll keep seeing it. Mercy, mercy, compassion. And just had compassion. And Jesus Christ showed mercy. And Jesus Christ compassion. Jesus Christ showed mercy. Do you have it? Glory to God. Please bring it. Bring it. The second thing is this. 
Hmm, how do we? First Timothy chapter 2. I, I wanted to stack it up together. Just stack it up maybe somewhere. That's fine. So I was telling you why it was difficult. This is why I asked for the tires. You know, to pray for human beings. Because when it comes to things, you can move things. Yeah, thank you. So when it comes to things, you can kick things and move things. But imagine that this tire is human will. To move it is very difficult, except the tire wants to move itself. So other things can be moved, but this tire is difficult because it's human will. That's why you can't pray someone to marry you. It's very difficult. If they want to marry, they will marry you. And let me tell you something. If someone comes and says that God should marry you, say, that's good. He will talk to me too. And when he talks to me, he will make me like you. He will make me like you. Never marry someone out of that crab. And I mean crab. The reason why is that if the only reason you marry someone is because God says should marry you, you will be unhappy. The person will be unhappy. First Corinthians says, whether it be love, that, whether it be prophecy, that prophecy will fail. All that will remain is love. That means when it comes to the um, um, longevity of love, that love will outlast prophecy. So someone says, can God tell me who to marry? I just always ask the person in the Bible, which of the apostles did tell you who to marry? It says, he that finds a good wife. Is that not what it said? So what it gives you is direction and guidance. You know why God makes sure you're the one that chooses your wife or your husband yourself? So that if you mess it up, you're responsible. Why? The only person that gave a wife was Adam. When, he, when, when Adam and Eve messed it up, what did Eve say? He said, my, Adam said, the wife you gave me. Like, I'm not responsible for this. It's <laughs> the wife you gave me. If I chose Adam, I'm not choosing someone that dumb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the wife you gave me. Praise the Lord. All right, let's see how to pray. And we'll close. We need to close now. We need to close. I want to close in five minutes. So we can just have some time to pray. So next thing. So how do we pray for people? First Timothy chapter 4 in verse 2. Let's see how the Bible prays. So you can see, as I'm teaching you this, I'm using the scripture to see how the scripture is praying for people. You know, that kind of thing. Chapter 2 verse 4. Yeah, the Bible says, First Timothy chapter 2, in verse 4. The Bible says this, God will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 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 I want to show you another, another scripture in Corinthians. Just one second. Um, second Corinthians, actually. Chapter 4, verse 3. See what it says. It says, if our gospel be hid, if it doesn't make sense. Oh my God, this is so powerful. Oh wow. It says, if our gospel be hid, the word hid is old English. It doesn't make sense. He says, it does not make sense. Why? 
it does not make sense to them that are lost. Why does it not make sense to them? Look at the next line. In whom the God of this world has what? He has blind. That's why you can advise someone. Don't do this business. They will never hear. Because they are under an influence that wants to ruin their destiny. That's why you see people that have terrible friends. I say, please don't move with this kind of friends. They will never listen. Why? The Bible says, in whom the God of this world, I, I don't know why you're not giving me King James, why you're giving me um, some other version. It says, in whom the God of this world has blinded their hearts, so that they will, so that they will not, they'll believe not. Why? Lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is the image of God, shall shine. He says, it will never make sense to them. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Put your hands on your chest. Let me pray for you. Declare over your life. Foolishness will not look like wisdom to me. Ah, declare in the name of Jesus Christ. Foolishness will not look like wisdom to me. All of you online, declare. Say in the name of Jesus. Foolishness will not look like wisdom to me. This prayer is important to David's son, raised by wise David. Ahitophel spoke wisdom. The son said, What Ahitophel said sounded like foolishness. The foolishness his friend said sounded like wisdom to him. Ah. You will see people that see the path of life and they don't like it, they see the path of death. And they go towards it. The reason why is that foolishness looks like wisdom to them. It's a prayer you must always pray. Because people don't ruin their life on purpose. They ruin their life thinking they're making the right decision. They, they ruin their... And they're heading towards it. And everybody's talking to them, but they cannot see it. Because foolishness looks like wisdom to them. Why? Why does that happen? There's a reason why. Because the God of this world has blinded their hearts. So how do you pray for people? One of the prayer, the another way you pray for them is this. You begin to pray for light and knowledge. If you read through a lot of the Pauline prayers, it was around light, knowledge, and wisdom. Let me show you something quickly. Ephesians chapter 3. How did Paul pray for the saints? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Whatever we can take tonight, we'll take. We'll finish again, maybe in January. Yeah, because we have to end the series on prayer. Next month, we're talking about vision. Oh, next month is hot, sir. So, Sunday, I'm preaching about translating vision into reality. We're talking about translating visions into reality. What's up about vision this month? It's time to move. But brothers and sisters, it's time to move. We move, man. We move. We move. We move. So Sunday, I'm going to talk about intentional living. A lot of people live their life on autopilot. And, and that's the bad thing about education. Because when you go to school, they promote you from primary 1 to primary 2, primary 2, primary 3, GS1 to GS2, you finish university. So when you come to real life, you are expecting life to promote you. Life does not promote you. You promote yourself. You tell yourself that this money I earn is not too small. I want to earn more. Yes. That's how people that are successful grow in life. Yes, 
It's intentional living. So most people live on auto, autopilot. Autopilot means that I, I just live the way I want life to live. You know, I just live, you know, I, I just go. What's the next thing? What are other people doing right now? So what other people determines what they are doing? They don't have an intentional plan of themselves because they don't have a strong vision ahead of them. That's why you see a man of vision. He thinks differently than the norm because 90% of the world has no vision. It's going to be really hot. Next month will be from Sunday to be really hot. We always we all hear about American dream. <clears throat> Have you heard that before? Yes. Well, not Americans, but we hear about it. Have you heard about the Nigerian dream? So, where are we going to? Where there is no vision, the poor what perish. People migrate because they stay. Stay for what? Even if we are suffering, we are suffering for what? A woman carrying baby knows after nine months I will deliver. Yes or no? She has a picture of the baby. You say, if we stay here, what picture will we deliver? So, if they don't have a picture for you, won't you have for yourself? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Let's go. Let's leave Sunday alone. Amen. I'm ready to get into Sunday. So, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, right? Verse 16. So I said, I said, so in that scripture we read earlier, we saw that Paul said that he was, he said that the reason why people make bad decisions is because there was darkness covering their hearts. So how did Paul pray for them? Paul was always praying for light, for wisdom, for knowledge, for wisdom, for knowledge. So for example, now, watch this now. Everybody look at me. Everybody that behaves nasty has a good reason why they do it. At least at the start. I'm telling you. Think of when you did nasty things. When you started, there was a good reason. That reason looked like wisdom to you. But it was foolishness. When you put your money and you lost the investment, wasn't it a good reason why you put your money there? But when you lost your money, what happened? You don't, you don't know you were stupid when you did it in the first place. I'm telling you, everybody that does something, people love themselves. They do things in their best interest. Only that that their best interest is foolishness. is covered by foolishness. See how Paul prayed. I'm telling you, that's why that prayer is important. That foolishness will not look like wisdom to me. You will see this lovely girl just date this guy. Like, this is the guy you want to marry. Hey. The guy will just bring one girl. This girl is who you... Hey, you have to be shocked. Like, hey. You don't say, ah, they don't like her. Oh, they don't, you know, you think it's about her? Someone will just choose some career path. You say, this is what you want to study. <laughs> All right, look at this. Look at this. Ephesians 3, verse, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees in prayers. Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the truth of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Why? What was he praying for? Let's jump to verse 16. Um, let's jump to verse um, yes, verse verse 9, 18. That ye may be able to comprehend with what? With all the saints, it was praying for a kind of knowledge. It was asking that something will happen to your comprehension. So when people want to pray for people, you want to pray that light will flood their soul. 
Father, open his mind. Father, open his mind. Some people that are struggling financially, it's not the work of demons. Their mind needs to open. Father, let the light shine. Open his mind. Some people are struggling with contract. Their mind needs to open. Father, open his mind. And that's the way you're praying. Look at Colossians. Colossians. Is it chapter 1 verse 19 now? Let me, let me see quickly. Colossians 1 verse 19. Paul prayed. I'm saying most of Paul's prayer for the church was focused around that. Colossians chapter 1. Uh-huh. Okay, verse 9. Chapter 1, verse 9. It said, For this cause, ever since we heard, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that what? You may be filled with what? With the knowledge. It's, it's a prayer for light. The prayer covers knowledge. The prayer covered wisdom. The prayer covered light. The prayer was knowledge. Prayer was wisdom. Prayer was light. That's why sometimes, see, let me tell you, you will see someone in church, you know, he's not behaving so well, begin to pray for him. Why? If he has better light, he will have better things to do. The more they know, the better they'll behave. Because Paul identified the issue. He says, their mind has been blinded. I, I, I suppose a lady one time, they were going to have a separation. And she said, my husband is a problem. And she showed me documents she has stolen on her phone of all our dance problem. I said to her, just the fact that you have this storage, you are a problem yourself. What do you want to use all this to do? You will go back to, even when you are happy, you will go back to things that make you sad. And read it. I said, your faith was that this will happen one day. That's why you kept the evidence. You, you, you were working for it. You were believing that. You know, because you were, so you were, so faith without work is dead. You were believing that the day was coming, that this would be useful. So you kept it. And lastly, begin to cast out the demonic influences over their lives. Because remember what that scripture said. It said, in whom the God of this world has blinded them. Glory to God. That's all we can take tonight. Oh, glory to God. Did you get something from tonight? Someone says, but the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of God. Like the river of water. It turns out, so what does that mean? Father, I command as I'm going for the contract, let their hearts favor me. The scripture you have quoted will work against you. What does it mean? What, so this, when you begin to pray, this how God works. That scripture explains how God changes people's hearts. How does he do it? Come and move these tires. Put one tire here. Put one tire here. Put one tire here. Put one tire here. Thank you. Just maybe over here. Over, over here. Yeah. Just no, put, it, put it on the floor. Exactly. And put one tire over here. Or maybe just put it just here. Move it, move it here. This way. It says the heart of the king is what? 
like the river of water. He what? How, when you pray, how does God turn heart? God does not take the heart and bend it because he can't bend human will. You know what God does? If God wants you to go this way, once you start praying, because of your prayer, God will start throwing tires in their way. God will throw tires in their way. So, they wanted to go this way before, like this. They now see this time. They say, ah, I will go this way. As they are going this way, they want to keep going. This time will direct them here. How does river flow? River flows along the easiest, what? Easiest part of resistance. So, the least part of resistance. God is saying, what it says, it would, that it would turn the heart like the river of water. God says, I will put resistance around what is not my will so that they will find what is my will very easy to do. That's how your prayer works. So through your prayer, what you do is that you start mounting tires, barriers. Through your prayer. So when you're praying, so if you're going for that contract, maybe, you should not, maybe they will not want to favor you because someone here has a private, private matter. As you begin to pray, and that person goes to influence them in the contract meeting, in the bid meeting against you. As you begin to pray, brakata, 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 ha, the angels start working, they start putting resistance. As soon as the meeting starts, that person should be there. The, the, group, um, the group CEO will just come from Abuja and say, I want to see you. I'm calling to a meeting. He said, I'm saying, let the mother continue. Why? So that, that influence cannot be attained again. By the time it comes out, they have concluded giving the contract. You say, I it was a group CEO. And why did it come that day? Because prayer had made those things happen. Is it the heart of the king, like the river of water? It turns it. How does he turn it? He doesn't turn it by bending it, it doesn't touch the human will. What did he tell what, what did he tell Moses? He said, Pharaoh wants to let it go. He said, I know Pharaoh. When he sees signs and wonders himself will release you god knew what fellow would see to release them you know god is omniscient so he knows everything he knows what it takes for your heart to bend so as you begin to pray and this is why sometimes you have to pray for a long time because as you're praying for a long time you're mounting up those barriers you're mounting up those barriers you're mounting up those barriers you told me pray for your child all of a sudden the person that was positioned to influence your child wrongly would not just like your child again. And the reason why that there's another person that has come that now gets his attention. But that's because the Lord is turning the heart. Turning the heart. Turning the heart. That's why sometimes this prayer takes time. Because you're building resistance and you're creating an easy way for flow of that river. You're creating an easy way of flow of that river. You're going to easy for flow of that river. Let's pray. If you're a contractor, you know how to pray now. If you want to marry, you know how to pray now. <laughs> if you want that, you know how to pray. Instead of commanding Luzia to come, <laughs> you know how to pray. How do you pray? You build those things around. So, so watch this now so as you begin to pray because some of you the person you are praying for is under a demonic influence is that not true so you know how to command the demon but you need to pray that light will shine light will shine light will shine because there are some of you the person that is disturbing your husband is not flesh and blood though. I'm telling you disturbing your wife sometimes it's upbringing mental upbringing patterns 
your contract which is holding it down is there you now know how to pray can we pray can we pray let's go ahead and 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 pray oh ravanda kosha balaba atiaka Shut up. 
to a close this evening. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, foolishness will not look like wisdom to you. Amen. Your hearts will discern wisdom and follow the path of wisdom. Amen. Everyone you are praying for, that it needs to be a show of mercy and compassion. Let mercy and compassion find them. Amen. Lord, show them Amen. mercy and compassion. Amen. Based on the finished work of Christ, oh, based yes. on the offering of the, oh, yes. based on the perfect offering oh, yes. of the Lord Jesus, based on the shed blood of the Lamb. Let Lord, Lord, I'm asking you, let mercy and compassion find them. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We're praying for those that are under wrong influences that light will flood their minds. Amen. Godly knowledge will flood their minds. Amen. Revelation will flood their spirits. In the name of